Hello friends, welcome back to the Spiritual Nomad podcast YouTube channel. Today is another intuitive teaching. I've been posting these over the past couple weeks uh, that are really just based uh, out of my morning meditation, morning prayer time, just a few times a week, just jumping on here and sharing some things that I feel like have been revealed uh, through that time of uh, meditation and prayer. And I uh, hope you're enjoying some of these. Uh, I'm enjoying doing them. It's really fun just to see like what happens in real time uh, with not any real preparation or anything, just something that's birthed just really pure, something that isn't uh, you know, forced by agenda or by any sort of topic uh, that I'm trying to like, you know, get out there. It's just simply about what is speaking to me and hopefully uh, that connects with you and your life in some way. And so today, uh, the intuitive teaching comes from the book by Ram Dass, Be Here Now. So the famous Be Here Now book, you're probably familiar with it. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, you need to go and grab a copy right now. Uh, you can you know, uh, buy one direct. I think it's the Be Here Now network or something like that. You can Google Ram Dass and buy it straight from his site. It's probably how they get their foundation gets the most money or Amazon has it, whatever. Uh, I'll put a link in the description below uh, if you want to grab a copy. But this book came to me a few years ago. Uh, so through just different nomading, you know, being a spiritual nomad, I, um, I came across Ram Dass and uh, was told about this book, Be Here Now. I don't know if it was in a podcast or a friend of mine. I don't know. Somewhere, somehow, I, I ran across this book and it's been transformative for my journey, for my wife's journey. We've read this book. Uh, Lindsay, how long do you think we, how many times do you think we've read Be Here Now? We've been reading it for about two and a half years. How many times do you think you've read Be Here Now? So Lindsay's read it about six times. I've read it about three times. I'm on my fourth journey through Be Here Now currently. Um, the beginning has like Ram Dass story, which his actual name is Richard Alpert. Uh, well, not actual name, that's not fair to say. But, you know, his... Uh, American, you know, uh, New York Jewish name is Richard Alpert, uh, tells his story, um, how he met his guru, um, and the whole middle is stuff like this. So if you're listening, sorry you can't see it, but it opens up vertically. It has some really gnarly, esoteric uh, sort of uh, artwork in it, and then it's all from, I believe it was one of his talks that he did back whenever he just got back from India. Um, that's where the contents of the middle portion came from. And at the end of the book, it's called uh, Cookbook for a Sacred Life. So if you can see that, Cookbook for a Sacred Life. Um, and so it's just different stuff in the back, a lot of questions and answers stuff, a lot of things about energy and um, just, you know, living a, a sacred and holy life has all sorts of stuff about that. So, like I said, I'm, I'm going through Be Here Now again. I just feel like it was really important for me to do. Uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff in Christian settings. I'm a, you know, I'm, I am a Christian. Uh, I'm a pastor. Uh, I do a lot in the church world, and uh, I love that world. And I, I'm, I'm working uh, directly with people who identify as Christians, and just, you know, just working with a lot of them. And I, I felt like what I needed for my own health for my own journey is to balance some of that because it gets so dualistic in its thinking so quickly we forget about uh, the words of Jesus that are saying that he is one with the Father. I was just reading this morning 
Uh, this isn't necessarily part of, of what we were talking about, but just reading this morning in John, I'm not going to look it up right now, but reading this morning in John just about where, you know, Jesus is talking about, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, but yet, you know, uh, believe in God, but believe also in me. So it's kind of this dualism, but yet non-dual. It's like both. There's this new idea that's wanting to emerge in a strictly dualistic culture uh, in the ancient Near East in Israel. And so Jesus is bridging this gap uh, that ultimately gets him killed for trying to bridge that gap of a non-dual reality between us and the Father. Uh, if the word Father bothers you in some way, I know I'm in some like progressive Christian circles, they don't like to use that language. It's, it's not talking about a cosmic male parent. That's not what we're talking about here. We're just talking about just this sort of like author, creator, this being uh, that is over all, in all, through all, uh, that, to use some Pauline language. But at any rate, um, we in the Christian world sometimes get so caught up in dualism, the separateness of us and God, or the separateness even of us and Jesus or the Holy Spirit. And so as I was spending a lot of time uh, with people that are deeply ingrained and entrenched in some of more evangelical traditions, I felt like I needed to uh, get back into some sort of writings that inspire the non-dual nature of entering into relationship with God. And so be here now is just such a staple and that's hopefully a really good like uh, way to pitch you that you need to get into this book. If you've not read it, if you have read it, maybe it's a good time to revisit it. So today I just want to talk briefly about this one uh, area on this page, on page 20. So I keep knocking the camera, sorry y'all. Um, if you can see this, for those of you just listening, this is like a, like almost like a pencil drawn picture of Jesus on the cross with like the aura around his head, which is, you know, pretty uh, standard for a lot of, you know, Catholic uh, in, you know, mid-century, mid you know, medieval times of, of depicting Jesus. And so I just want to read to you what this says and just really briefly invite you into what Ramdas is saying here, the invitation is here uh, for us today. And so not as much of a necessarily a teaching per se, but more so of an invitation into a state, into a place of being uh, that isn't easy. And you'll see why. So let me read this to you. It says, surrender. Surrender. What are you giving up? A hollow little trip that's good for another 40 years at best? You're giving it up for eternal union, pure energy with pure light. Because surrender means you no longer die. It's as simple as that. That's what it means. Because you that lives and dies is ego. And the fear of death only comes through the brittleness of the ego. Total surrender, total surrender. There's no more you, no more life and death. Yeah, I'm going to die. Wow, dig that. <laughs> I'm going to live. Wow, dig that. Garbage. Wow. New blossoms on the tree. Wow. Patterns of energy. All patterns of energy. You're part of it all. That's the place. That's the place. I just want to invite you, that's the place. Surrender. 
surrender. That's the place to be. That's the place where true life is able to be lived. And it's so counter to everything in our culture to surrender. It's within us. It's deeply ingrained, especially here in the West in this American narrative that we don't want to surrender. No way are we going to surrender. We are going to, by all means, be at the top. We're going to be the best. We're going to make America great. This is what we're going to do. Surrendering is admitting the brittleness of my ego. It's admitting the, just the frailty of my flesh. And surrendering, is what Ram Dass says here, is that there's no more fear of death any longer. And I think that that's a really good barometer, that's a really good gauge on how dissolved the ego is. How scared of death are you? I know for years I was scared of death. A lot of times talking about the Christian tradition and the Christian faith, it's all about scaring people about death. It's actually the enforcement of the ego. It's the enforcement of the flesh. And it's such a paradox because we're trying to invite people into eternal life. But eternal life only comes into existence at the surrender of the ego. See, eternity is something that is separate from time. I used to think when I was a kid that Eternity is like a timeline that just simply never ends and that would scare me and I remember laying in bed at night just thinking about it goes on forever and ever and ever and I would freak out laying in my bed just because my mind just could not get around the idea of something just going on forever. But later in life a friend shared with me that eternity is something that is actually separate from the timeline of time itself. It is timeless. And Jesus' invitation into eternal life is into the kingdom of God that is timeless. And so that is here and now. It always has been. It always will be. It is the Alpha and the Omega. It's the beginning and the end because it completely turns upside the idea that there is even a beginning and an end. And so we're able to enter into freedom from the fear of death, freedom from the fear of whatever might lie in our life that is causing anxiety and worry and pain, we can be freed from that by surrendering to the God that invites us into eternity now. And so that's what just spoke to me so deeply today in this book, is the reminder of the idea of surrender. That's been something that has been coming up to me ever since we've been in quarantine. If you're listening to this at a later date, we're in, we just got into August 2020 here. It's been a gnarly year. And yielding, surrendering have been the words that not only have been in my quiet time, in my space of meditation, my sacred times, but as I'm talking to more people, and it doesn't matter if it's people who are more in the you know, evangelical Christian world or if it's people who are definitely spiritual nomads who are exploring, unanimously people are talking about surrendering and yielding to the God who brings invitation to allow us to transcend our flesh, transcend our ego into the life of the spirit, into our soul space. And so I wanna encourage us today that this is an invitation to yield in this moment, to yield and surrender all of the things in our life. And uh, I'm reminded actually, I'm gonna just pull it up. I'm reminded of a verse in Luke, um, it's about the cost of discipleship, and this is used a lot to like beat people over the head with. 
in Christian circles. And uh, I want to bring a little bit of a redemption to it by pairing it with this. How many people would hate me for pairing uh, the gospel in the Bible with Ramdas be here now that has a crown chakra at the bottom of this thing? So fun. Okay. Luke 14, 25 says, The cost of discipleship it says, Now large crowds were traveling with him, and he turned and said to them, Whoever comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even life itself cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross, form of capital punishment at the time, whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Now we've used this a lot to abuse people in the church. We've used this to coerce people into different things that they need to do or think or believe or what have you. But I actually want to view this in light of surrender. And it's actually about surrendering those places in our life that grip us so deeply. If you think about it, these are all the things that are most important, at least to me. I mean, you know, my father and mother, I love my mom and dad. My wife, I love my wife. My children, without question, I love them more than anything. Brothers and sisters, even life itself, I love life. Shoot, I love going and getting, you know, uh, food with friends on the weekend and all of that. But Jesus is saying that if you don't lay those things down, you will constantly be in toil. You will always be in the wrestling with the flesh if you are going to allow those to compete in your spirit self. And so I don't necessarily think that Jesus is saying that you can't actually uh, be with those things or enjoy those things or or, you know, obviously I'm married, I have kids, you know, and I have a relationship with my parents. And, uh, well, whenever it comes to spirituality, it's a little strange sometimes. <laughs> right, Lindsay? Um, but the point is, is that all of those things are clinging. They're all attachments. They are all things that we can get so caught up with that we completely forget about the spiritual essence and nature of our existence. Those things are good things, are God-given things, are beautiful things. But when we allow those things to dominate and be the rulers of our life, we have exalted the flesh over the spirit. And the flesh can only, it's a horrible leader and a great follower. But many of us allow it to lead. And so I just want to submit to you today to surrender the flesh to the spirit. And as, as you allow the Spirit to lead and guide and purify, surrendering all of these things to that, that certainly those things will be. Because Jesus says in other places, no one has left father or mother or land or business or whatever for my sake and will not be rewarded in this life and the life to come. So Jesus seems to have something to say about that too. I think what Jesus is really getting at is about surrendering and getting our priorities straight and understanding the true spirit of the kingdom of God. Jesus' primary message was about the kingdom of God, this divine realm that's in our midst that can be accessed if we have the ears to hear and the eyes to see. He's always inviting us into that. So I just want to invite you today, 
What are the things of our ego, the brittleness of the ego, the flesh? What are the things that need to be surrendered that have taken the wrongful place in leadership in our life? How do we surrender to those things? How do we lay those things down in order to allow us to live a spirit-led life? So I'm just going to pray for us really quick that we would enter into that sort of surrender. And uh, that'll be that for today. Thank you, Spirit of God, that you are here even in the podcast and on the YouTube channel and wherever else, where, whenever else people are getting this. I just pray that no matter when it may be, that by your Spirit, God, that you invite us into surrendering. And right now you would quicken and highlight the areas that we have allowed to get out of sync with your perfect will, plan, realm. And we just surrender the brittleness of our ego to you right now, Spirit of God. We surrender the things that are not ours to cling to. And we receive your freedom that comes in the form of eternal life now, empowered by your Spirit and your presence. And let it be, and so be it. Amen.